Welcome to Maine Environment, Frontline Voices, a podcast by the Natural Resources Council of Maine. I'm Carly Peruccio, and this episode is a conversation between me and NRCM CEO, Lisa Pullman. Given that we're starting a new year, Lisa shares her hopes for 2019, reflects on NRCM's 60th anniversary, which if you didn't know, is this year, and Lisa looks ahead to the years to come. Thanks for joining us, and here's my conversation with Lisa. 2019 is an exciting and important year for us at NRCM. Could you talk a bit about the significance of this particular year? Sure. We are very excited to have a new administration to work with who has already made it clear that environmental protection is very important. Our new governor, Janet Mills, at her inauguration said climate change is extremely important to her. I'm excited about helping her achieve her goals. I think it is very significant that she put that in such a prominent place in her speech. It was really right up front, and I think it bodes well for what's coming. What do you think is possible this year in terms of policy opportunities given this new administration? Well, and remember, it's not just the new administration, which is great, but we have a strong conservation majority in the legislature, and by that I mean that we have a lot of legislators who have said that the environment is important to them and they're willing to make it a priority, and so we feel very optimistic about what will happen there. Right off the bat, we know that we need to refund the Land for Maine's Future program. We are definitely interested in promoting solar energy, and we've been trying to do that for several years without much luck because of our previous administration and their clear disdain for renewable energy. But now I think we have somebody that we can work with and a legislature that we can work with to really start moving us forward on renewable energy. Governor Mills has also said that she wants to set renewable energy goals, and we are going to help with that. We are interested in electric vehicles because the transportation sector is such a huge part of the problem of climate change. Our cars are big emitters of carbon pollution, and so creating more opportunities for charging stations that help both our tourists who come visit us and also us. These are some of the things that we want to do on the climate change front. Obviously, we'll be working on energy efficiency always as the kind of low-hanging fruit of climate protection issues. We also are going to be working on making sure that our waters stay clean or are cleaner. And one of the initiatives that we have is to reclassify the upper Penobscot River and make it a higher classification and we can make it even cleaner. So we are looking forward to working on that. And we also have a lot of concern about microplastics in our oceans. We have been working with a lot of local towns to pass some kind of plastic bag reduction measures, including both bans of plastic bags and fees on plastic bags. It would make sense to try to do something statewide, and so we're looking at that. So those are just some of the things that we hope will be moving this session. Would you talk a bit about the symbolic importance of 2019 for us as an organization and what this year means? For me, some of the symbolic uh, nature of 2019 and this administration is Governor Mills is the first woman ever elected as governor for the state of Maine. We have a huge number of women in the legislature, 72 I believe is the number that I've heard. I think that kind of leadership has been long fought for and it's high time. 
In addition to that, Governor Mills was very clear in her inaugural speech that she wants to include everybody across Maine. Diverse communities, different cultures, rural and urban, and young and old. I think, uh, I think that says a lot about where we're headed and just the incredibly joyous, warm tenor of that speech gave me tremendous hope. Thanks for sharing that. I was really excited listening to her speech. To continue with the symbolism, 2019 is also NRCM's 60th anniversary. Would you mind sharing with us your reflections on what this means for NRCM? It's no small thing that this organization has been around since 1959. I often tell the story that I was four years old when the people here in Maine had the good sense and the intention of creating an organization that at that time was meant to try to stop the irreversible flooding of the Allagash River, which is in northern Maine. If any of you have not paddled it, you ought to. If you're any kind of a paddler, it's a lovely, lovely place. They were successful in that effort and went on to become one of the premier environmental advocacy organizations in the country and certainly the premier uh, organization in the state of Maine that's working on trying to protect our environment day in and day out. 60 years later, we have a staff of 30. We are strong. We have survived the last eight years in a very difficult administration. We are very excited to be moving forward into a new administration and start making progress again. We are still incredibly effective and I think that our history of success speaks volumes. In this 60 years, we have done things like ban the spraying of DDT back in the day, which is why people can still see bald eagles flying around and in greater numbers. We helped to prevent a nuclear reactor that was due to be put in the town of Trenton, right outside of Acadia National Park. There's a fabulous bottle bill that Maine people have supported for years and years. That was passed in the 70s. We were the first state in the country to put some kind of fee and requirement for electronic recycling. So all those computers and things like that that were just going into landfill are now dealt with differently. We've done quite a bit about dam removals. So starting with the Kennebec and the removal of the Edwards Dam here in Augusta, that eventually went on to become a big coalition working on removing two dams and building a bypass around another on the Penobscot River. And that was completed a few years ago. We now have a Katahdin Woods and Waters National Monument. We have the strongest mineral mining rules in the country. And we were the first to enact a law to set the goals to reduce emissions of carbon dioxide and other global warming greenhouse gases at the state level, and that became a climate action plan that needs to be updated. But nonetheless, Maine has been in the forefront of the climate change effort for many, many years, largely because of NRCM. I firmly believe that our winning formula has always been having the expertise on staff to be ahead of the curve on what are the issues that are coming forward, what's the political moment, what are the opportunities, what kind of support is there in the legislature, and then have an outreach staff that is really strong that can connect with Maine people and our members across the state, and we have members in every legislative district in the state. That combination getting people to speak up, involving them, citizens working with experts has has been the winning formula all along. And I definitely hope just keeps getting stronger and stronger. 
when I think of any sort of birthday, you know, personally or organizationally, you know, it's obviously a good time for reflection. And when you list the achievements that NRCM has accomplished and been a part of in the past 60 years, it's inspiring birthdays are a good time to look ahead. You've talked about immediate policy goals in 2019 made possible by a new administration, but I'd be curious to hear your longer-term vision or future goals as we look towards our next 60 years. Right. Well, I think it's an incredibly important organization. I happen to be on this train right now for, it's been 10 years now for me, and uh, but I know that there needs to be an NRCM long into the future. So I think about about making sure that the organization is strong, that the staff are solid and know how to run the place even long after I'm gone, and that there is always a strong board of directors and organizational structure and all of those kinds of things to make sure that there always is an environmental advocate as strong as NRCM located right here a block away from the state house. I also think it's incredibly important now and for the near future for us to be reaching out more to people who are not our obvious allies, yet if we had the opportunity to talk with them, that we might be able to find common ground. And I think that that is an antidote to the kind of incredibly negative separation that has happened in this country and in the state that has looked partisan, but it's actually deeper than that, of just driving a wedge between us and our neighbors. And I don't think that's the way Maine used to be, and I don't think that's the way Maine has to be. I would like to see us perhaps create some more outreach in rural areas to just get to know the people in certain areas, making sure that you're reaching people who don't automatically connect with our mission because they've never thought about it or they haven't really understood what it is that we're trying to do. I think there's a very deep environmental ethic among the people of Maine, and I don't think it would take that much. It just takes a handshake and a a look in the eye to reach across and find that common ground. So that's something that's very much in my vision for NRCM, as well as making sure that it remains very, very strong long into the future. Lisa, is there anything you'd like to add? I just want to say that it's an incredible honor to get to work every day with the amazing staff at NRCM. We have great smart, dedicated people working here who work long hours and care very deeply about making sure that we can protect what we love about this state. We also have fabulous members, thousands of them across the state of Maine and beyond. There are lots of people who live in other states who either grew up in Maine, who wish they were in Maine, who have summer houses in Maine, and they care very much that we're taking care of the place when they're not here as well. We have a great board of directors. They're working very, very hard to be our ambassadors. And all of this just makes for a great community that I know is going to carry us forward, not only in this year, but in all the years to come. Thanks for listening to Frontline Voices. You can subscribe to our podcast on Google Play or iTunes to hear episodes that we'll release every other week. If you want to learn more about NRCM and the work we do, please visit our website at nrcm.org. Thanks so much.